Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Phipps. Welcome to Shifting Ears, the internal podcast that we're starting here at Valley Metro. Talking about all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Maddie, I don't know about you, but I love the heat. I love feeling that 110 degree, but obviously we know that's not how everyone feels. Uh, Yeah, I actually agree with you. I love the heat. I lived here my whole life except for a stint in Denver for the last five years, and I will never take the beautiful, warm, hot weather for granted ever again. Well, as Phoenicians, we're obviously very well acquainted with the heat, and so climate change and global warming are things that hopefully a lot of us are thinking about all the time. With Earth Day being this week, what better time than to think about how we're going to save the planet? And Valley Metro has just started on this journey of sustainability. They actually just hired a coordinator within the past couple of years. I'm Mackenzie McGuffey, Sustainability Coordinator for Valley Metro. Mackenzie and I actually started on the same day together at Valley Metro. She was coming in as an intern. I was obviously coming in as an employee for communications. But let's check in with her and see where Valley Metro is on the sustainability plan and what we're doing for the future. Let's take things back to how you got started in your current role, because maybe people don't know, but you started at Valley Metro as an intern. Okay, so I actually, fun fact, I applied for Valley Metro's internship multiple times. (laughs) I did not get it the first time. Um, I was doing my degree in sustainability, and I thought that working in transportation might be cool. I didn't know too much about it. The main thing that really attracted me to transit was I thought it would be great to work for some sort of company where it's, it's not like like the Nikes of the world where kind of what you're doing is like inherently sustainable or unsustainable and you're trying to like kind of reinvent the wheel. Transit is already doing so many things right. It was definitely a unique experience. Um, As an intern, I pretty much helped us form our current sustainability plans. So we got together, um, it was me, and we took a representative out of each division And we worked collaboratively to decide what kind of sustainability projects could we focus on over the next five years. So it's a little bit of a unique plan in comparison to some others because we don't have necessarily like climate goals outlined in it. We don't have exact energy reductions that we want. It's more, here's the kinds of things that we're doing now. Here's how we can expand on those things. And we're going to be better off in five years if we do these things. So that's essentially what I did as an intern. Once I got to the end of my internship, Valley Metro offered me a job to be the sustainability coordinator. So the internship position doesn't exist anymore. And it's now a full-time job. So rather than all of those projects go to the different divisions that we thought that they were going to, it's been those projects coming straight to me, which I like a lot. Um, It gives me a lot of different things to do. And all of it's so new. It makes for a fun job. But that's kind of how I got my start here and how I'm here today. That's amazing. I just need to say that an intern working on the five-year sustainability plan for the whole agency is a very ambitious project. Where are we in that five-year plan? Okay, so we developed it in 2019. The plan has changed a lot because of COVID. So one of the things that we really focused on in this plan was waste reductions. 
And a lot of that was contingent on people being in the offices and us having the ridership that we'd previously had. That being said, that priority, it's still moving along, but it's not how it was initially envisioned um, had, you know, the pandemic not happened. So one of the things, though, that has been really interesting, um, through the plan that we made, we decided we wanted to really get a good handle on our sustainability reporting methodology. It's a really big process, and we hadn't had a consistent methodology from year to year. So we really kind of honed in and figured out exactly how we're going to be reporting every year. And the result of that is we found out that we initially thought that our waste diversion rate was about 15, 20%, which is about what the like Phoenix City average is. And then we learned that our waste diversion is actually about 46%. We're actually amazing at it. And we didn't know that just because we hadn't had the time and the resources to really do super in-depth reporting on how we're doing as an agency. So it's moving a bit quicker. Waste, we've technically accomplished that goal <laughs> indirectly just because of the reporting. <laughs> um and then we also had some goals that had to do with sustainable infrastructure. We're on track. We've almost met those goals. And then the third category that we had was kind of culture of sustainability. So more on the social side, the marketing side, those kinds of projects. And that's something that we've been doing since we implemented the plan. So I don't want to say we're technically done, but we're we're getting pretty close. So Probably expect a new one here in the next couple of years. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. What are things that you look forward to putting in the next five-year plan? So right now, um, this was something that we didn't put into the plan, uh, which was electric buses. And that's something that we're heavily focused on right now. We did a pretty large study of testing them and different peer research. And then we're now at the point where we're applying for funding opportunities to hopefully get our first fleet of electric buses. If all goes well, then that would happen probably end of 2022. But we're still in the process of submitting the application, so I can't say for sure exactly what's going to happen yet. I'd like us to have more solidified energy reduction goals and climate impact goals. So specifically taking the greenhouse gas reporting that we've been doing, now we have um, some more consistent and better data so we can really form that baseline and figure out what our impact is now and then what's a realistic reduction for us in the future. I would really like us to have some sort of climate strategy in our next plan. So will you explain a little bit what you mean by climate strategy? It's specifically when an agency or an organization, they take a look at all of their operations, they figure out what kind of emissions they're producing in the world, and then how they can lessen those emissions. And these emissions that we're specifically concerned about in climate action planning are emissions that go towards the warming of the planet. So um, carbon dioxide being the biggest one that we hear about, um, methane being another one. There's a couple of others, but you're really focusing in on those emissions and creating a plan to lessen your impact. Gotcha. So as you look, you know, you mentioned the city of Tempe, city of Phoenix, how does Valley Metro fit into some of those larger entities and maybe even in the state of Arizona? We are going to fit in, I think, more and more as time goes on. 
especially as transportation continues to be a focus of climate action planning. It most definitely is in um, Phoenix and Tempe's plans. We'll see what Mesa puts out. But fortunately, using public transit and transit just the way that it is right now and utilizing it even more is a huge step in climate action planning um, because obviously the more people that we can get away from driving by themselves every single day is going to get us fewer emissions in the air because our buses and our light rail system and van pool, all of that is significantly better than driving by yourself. So that's the first step there is people utilizing transit more. And then the second step would be um, taking the transit as it is and trying to fine tune it to make it as clean as possible. So in some ways that could be battery electric and other ways that could be powered by hydrogen. Um, and I'm sure that there's going to be new things that'll come out within the next you know, 10 or 20 years that we know nothing about right now and could potentially entirely change the industry. So transit use and then making transit even cleaner are going to be two components of climate action plans throughout our whole state that's going to involve Valley Metro and other transit authorities. Mackenzie, you said that Valley Metro falls into this bigger plan, but who's really, is there a leader in the state in terms of like who's leading this effort to really combat this climate action? Because obviously as it's 90 plus degrees today and yesterday and it's early April, what are we doing as a agency to help that? Okay, so with the first part of that question, what are we doing kind of as a state? Arizona is unique in a lot of ways. And one of those ways, especially with sustainability, is that we don't have an overarching state climate action plan or sustainability goals. A lot of other states, uh, California being the easiest example, they have mandates coming from their state government telling different sectors what they need to do to comply with this vision that the state has created. Because we don't have an overarching state plan, it means that people within the industries and people within nonprofits, really every sector needs to come together and figure out what our plan needs to be. Because if we're not getting it from the top, we need to build it from the bottom up. It's a lot different in the planning aspect of climate action planning here than you see in other states. One of the leaders right now for a statewide plan is Arizona Forward. They're creating an Arizona Sustainability Roadmap is what they call it. So there are different committees. I'm um, a part of the Smart Transportation Committee. So different people from the transit sector and some other um, individuals are part of that group. And then there's a lot of other groups. And we're all coming together and creating what we think our vision should be for the state. We're presenting it to different groups, getting feedback, and then ultimately this is going to result in a voluntary plan that people can sign on to. Actually, they just released uh, their new draft of it today. Um, it's the Arizona Transportation Electrification Plan. And that is a plan that's led by the utilities. And this plan was really created because the Arizona Corporation Commission gave the utilities direction that they need to be leading the electrification future in some way. And it was up to them to decide how that needs to be and what things that the utilities need to do to help all of us adopt electric vehicles. Um, because it's no secret, they're expensive. Um, this is not a Valley Metro goal, but they have put in their plan that they want to enable over 700 transit buses uh, to be electrified by 2030. Oh, that wow. That's a very ambitious goal. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and I look forward to seeing the incentives and the programs that they're going to offer to help us do that. The the direction from electrification is really coming from um, the Arizona Transportation Electrification Plans, so the utilities, and then this overarching goal is coming from the nonprofit side. You certainly have had some amazing opportunities, and I know there'll still be more to come. But speaking of the future, thank you for sharing with us kind of that broad, how do we fit in here in the landscape? But I'm wondering if you could share some things that excite you specifically about the future of the transit industry, or maybe some projects that just for Valley Metro are on the horizon. I am excited by what Phoenix and the whole Phoenix area is going to look like in the future. And I envision it being a community where we utilize transit a lot more. I'm really excited by that aspect because to me, I just see it as inevitable with how big that we're getting. And we're a major city in the United States. We're going to have to really embrace it at some point and not be more transit dependent riders, but really everybody using the system. So I get really excited thinking about transit becoming a big portion of the way that everybody commutes in the Valley in the future. I'm also really excited by the advancements we can make within uh, this industry, specifically with electrification and with solar. Um, I know Scott Wizard and I have just some almost uh, daydreaming, visioning conversations about how cool would it be if we could get to a point where, you know, we're using our solar panels at our facilities and we're storing this um, in batteries. And then when the buses come home at the end of the day, we have this battery storage there from when we captured it all during the day. And our buses are literally being charged from the sunlight. And that to me is incredible to think about. So really just the two together of how we can make the industry even better and then getting more people on transit. I think those two is really like our secret sauce to getting sustainable in the future and teleworking. There's probably other things that we don't even think would be incorporating sustainability. And so I was just curious if there was something that would kind of like surprise people to know, hey, this is actually what sustainability is and what being involved in sustainability is like. Sustainability, as simply put as I can, sustainability is planning for the climate. And you can do it in a ton of different ways. So transportation is just the one that I've picked. You can do it through food systems. You can do it through building homes. You can do it through building entire communities. You can do it through anything you can think of. You can add some sort of element of sustainability to. Really, at its core, it's planning for the climate. It's figuring out what's going on in your specific sector that's impacting this, and then how can you do your part to solve that problem? One of the things I really hope to see Valley Metro do in the future, and I hope to help with, is connecting us more with other nonprofits, other government agencies here that are working towards the same kind of sustainability goals. Because me as one person, I can do things, but I can't do as much as an entire group could. So I think what's really going to connect communities and enhance lives is making our future more sustainable. Hey, Maddie. As we know, April's a big month in transportation. Why is that? Because we have service changes, Maddie. 
Every April, Valley Metro with the cities come together to decide on the best options and best changes to make for service for our riders. So these changes are starting on Monday, April 26th. So you want to make sure you check your route to see if your route is changing. And to learn a little bit more about all of the cool plans and projects Mackenzie talked about today, we have put links in the show notes to all of those plans, as well as the sustainability website for Valley Metro to see specifically what she's working on here at the agency. We're always looking for new topics, too, for our Shifting Ears podcast. If you have ideas or want to learn more about the agency, let us know at podcast at valleymetro.org. For Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop. Shifting Ears.